0: In this bulletin, Deputy Prime Minister Richard Marles rejects claims the date for Australia Day will change if a voice to Parliament is enshrined. Five people aboard a missing submersible confirmed dead following extensive search efforts. And in cricket, Elise Perry shines for Australia in day one of the women's ashes. Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles says the date of Australia Day is not going to change if the voice to Parliament is enshrined in the Constitution. Minister Miles accused the opposition of fear-mongering after a referendum on a voice to Parliament was passed in Parliament on Monday. The Deputy Prime Minister spoke on Channel 9's Today show. You know, the kind of line of questioning that we've heard from the opposition over the last couple of weeks, uh, which which goes to Australia and a range of other issues, uh, is really an attempt to be spreading fear and be quite political. Uh, about an issue which should be above politics. I mean, ultimately, this is about recognising our First Nations people in the Constitution and doing that in a practical way through the establishment of, of a voice. The opposition are criticising the timing of the referendum on a voice to Parliament. Parliament passed a majority vote on Monday to hold a referendum on a voice. But the Liberal Party insists the referendum is set up for failure and will be divisive for the Australian public. Liberal Senator Susan Lay says the timing of the referendum is only suited to the Prime Minister's political interests. Our argument, very strongly, is that that timing is political. That timing is not about bringing the Australian people with you on something as serious as changing the Constitution, the founding document of our country. Our real call to the Prime Minister is... Press pause, come to the table. We've offered this in the spirit of friendship to actually work through details of a referendum that would pass. Australia's leading medical organisations are calling on state and federal governments to revolutionise the rural health system, with research revealing a spending gap of $6.5 billion. The National Rural Health Alliance, whose members include medical colleges, Aboriginal health organisations and the Rural Flying Doctor Service, commissioned the analysis that shows each rural Australian misses out on $850 in health spending per year. It found far less funding per capita for rural Australians compared to those in urban areas compounded by workforce shortages. The Rural Australian College of General Practitioners Rural Chair Professor Michael Clements says pooled funding is the answer. Uh, We certainly need uh, more workforce in the rural areas and that that includes all uh, health, uh, not just GPs. There is actually lots of different sources of health dollars available through state, through federal, uh, through um, the flying doctors, through private hospitals that already are circulating around. And what we need is a system that allows a rural town to uh, coordinate that and, and, uh, I guess, bring it into uh, one setting. A Monash professor says although the federal government's latest housing fund is important in building delivery, more innovation is required for sustainability. The federal government has pledged $10 billion towards its Housing Australia Future Fund. Professor of Architecture and CEO of Building 4.0, CRC Matthew Atchison, says if more investment is put into current market, Australia may not be able to provide extra housing, resulting in unintended inflation. He says he would like the government to consider new business and ownership models. There's new tools to talk about streamlining planning. Um, In building design, for example, we could have new house plans that are more flexible and more variety, more efficient. Uh, in terms of building operation, we want to have lower energy buildings, which means cheaper rents for people and cheaper cost of housing. And then finally, also thinking about adding into housing supply by the adaptive reuse of other buildings, which are no longer being used for their original purpose, such as office buildings and the like. A Russian diplomat is currently squatting on a site where his country was blocked from building a new embassy near Parliament House in Canberra. Australian Federal Police officers are watching the man but have not been able to arrest him because he reportedly has diplomatic immunity. He has been staying in a portable building on that otherwise vacant construction site. Media reports a spokesperson for Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill said the government was preparing to seize the land but gave no further details. Opposition leader Peter Dutton says they will cooperate with the government's response as it's in the national best interest. They've got uh, options available to them under the law. There are diplomatic options and representations that can be made and they'll weigh up all of those equities, including obviously uh, the presence that we have uh, in in Moscow and they will make decisions and we will support those decisions because uh, that's uh, in our country's best interest. Uh, The Russian uh, staff or diplomat or I don't know his status but uh, whatever it is, um, should vacate the site and should adhere to uh, the laws of our country. Moscow is expected to launch legal action to challenge legislation pushed through the parliament last week, denying Russia access to the prime Yaralamla block on national security grounds. Ukrainian missiles have struck the Chona Road Bridge connecting Crimea with Russian-held parts of the southern Kyrgyzstan region. The so-called gate to Crimea, known by Russians with a different spelling as the Chonar Bridge, is one of a handful of links between Crimea, which Moscow angst from Ukraine in 2014. Russian investigators said four missiles had been fired by Ukrainian forces at the bridge. Repairing the Chonar Road Bridge could take up to several weeks. The five people aboard a missing submersible have been confirmed dead after a Canadian deep-sea robot discovered the vessel's wreckage on Thursday morning. It brings an end to the massive search operation for the submersible, which went missing during a voyage to the Titanic. U.S. Coast Guard Guard Admiral John Merger says the debris is consistent with a catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. This morning, an ROV, or remote-operated vehicle, from the vessel Horizon Arctic, discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible, approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic, on the seafloor. In consultation with experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. Upon this determination, we immediately notified the families. Rescue teams from several countries have spent days searching thousands of square kilometres of open seas with planes and ships for any sign of the 22-foot Titan operated by US-based Ocean Gate Expeditions. Oceangate said in a statement that the men were true explorers who shared a distinct spirit of adventure and offered their condolences to the families during this time. Rain-triggered floods has wrecked various towns of India's northeastern Azam state, forcing residents to vacate their homes and take shelter on roads. The flood situation in Azam's Nalbury town worsened as around 45,000 locals were affected and seen wading through water carrying their belongings as the flood water entered their homes. The river Pagladia saw a rise in water level after it witnessed torrential rain crossing the danger level mark. Affected villager Jutish Ruj Bonshi says the floods have destroyed his house. I have no one to help me. My wife and I are now alone. I am sick, and if I go to my house, which is flooded, I will fall down. The flood water has damaged my home and most of my belongings. (laughs) A new report has found that half of young Australians want to disconnect from social media, but the fear of missing out keeps them logged in. The survey from Mental Health Foundation Headspace revealed young people are aware that social media does more harm than good, with almost half of respondents to a survey saying that they see online as more negative than positive. Despite this awareness, one third feel as though they should use social media more and feel pressured to keep abreast of news and current events. Headspace also found one in three young people experience problematic social media use. More young women than young men fell into this category and the rate was higher for young LGBTQI youth. There have been hundreds of calls for help after heavy rain battered Adelaide and the surrounding hills area. Rain is set to ease today, but more showers and possible thunderstorms are expected over the weekend. The SES has so far responded to 240 calls for assistance, mostly relating to property damage and riverine flooding. The emergency services are calling for commuters to cautiously plan their travel and find an alternate route if confronted with floodwaters. About 70 millimetres of rain was recorded yesterday and further falls are expected later on Friday. And now to cricket. Elise Perry fell just short of a record-equalling third test century after being caught for 99, before Australia went to stumps at 7 3 7 on day one of the Ashes. Perry, Australia's best player for the past decade, was agonisingly close to joining Jill Kanaar and Betty Wilson as the nation's only players with three test tonnes. But Perry's Trent Bridge Innings has given Australia the upper hand after the first day of the sole test at the start of the multi-platform series. The test match kicks off the multi-platform series with four points on the line in this match and two points available for each of the one-day internationals and three T20s. Australia have held the Ashes since 2015, winning or drawing the past four series. And now a look at today's weather. Broom, sunny, 26. Perth, showers easing, 15. Adelaide, similar conditions, 16. Melbourne, a shower or two, clearing, 13. Hobart, rain, 11. Albury-Wodonga, cloudy, 9. Canberra, showers easing, 11. Wollongong, a shower or two, then sunny, 18. Sydney, much the same, 18. Newcastle, a shower or two, windy, 20. Brisbane, mostly sunny 27, Townsville, partly cloudy 27, Cairns, partly cloudy 28, Alice Springs, sunny 24, Darwin, similar conditions 32 and the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy 29. And that is NITV Radio News.